It's a very long gospel. It's one of the most beautiful pages of the gospel of John, which is also called the gospel of, of the signs, the signs that Jesus made to reveal his nature as the son of God, as the savior, and also to reveal to many people the truth, the light. As you may know, the Gospels during the time of Lent are specifically chosen by the Church, the ancient Church, where the Gospels and the liturgy of the Church during Lent comes from the very first centuries of, of the Church, in order to accompany the journey of those who are to become Christians, who are to become Catholic, receiving baptism on Easter Day. This is the reason of the choice of the Gospels. We have, I, could, I should have asked you to tell me the content of the Gospels during Lent, but to make it quicker, I'll tell you. <laughs> the first Sunday of Lent, the Gospel of the Temptation of Jesus. Of course, it's for everyone, but it's specifically designed to tell the catechumens, the elects, that they are starting a journey, a journey through temptation, a journey where the devil will tempt them. The second Sunday of Lent, the transfiguration of the Lord. We, get a, we kind of get a glimpse of the glory that God will bestow upon Jesus after the resurrection. We have to brace, to prepare, because the journey to Jerusalem is going to be full of pain. And the catechumens need to know that their conversion comes with a price. And then for three Sundays, we have three Gospels taken from the Gospel of John, the Samaritan woman, last Sunday. Today, we have the blind man. And we will have a resurrection of Lazarus next Sunday. Each one of them points towards the core of a Christian belief and the core of a celebration for those who are welcomed during the Easter Vigil, which is the gift of eternal life, the water of life to the Samaritan woman, the gift of eternal light Another name of baptism in the ancient way was photismos, enlightenment. That's another way to, they, they used to call baptism in the early centuries. Meaning the full knowledge of the truth, the revelation of the fullness of the truth, which means the fullness of the truth is that Jesus is God and he came to save us. And of course, the resurrection of Lazarus as an anticipation, of course, of the great mystery of the passion and the resurrection of Jesus. And actually, we can trace in each one of these Gospels the itinerary that the catechumens, the elects, the people who are about to be welcomed in the church, has to do to get there. They start, we start. We can perfectly imagine that we are one of them. But they start in blindness, in darkness because they do not know the, faith, the true faith. They do not know Jesus yet. And it's a darkness which, which is not only and simply the darkness of, of their sins. We are all sinners. But this kind of a darkness 
that was in the origin before God created light. Because before God chose and sealed them. And this is why Jesus used some clay and put some clay on their eyes. In doing that, Jesus is kind of repeating the gesture that God made at the very beginning in Genesis when he shaped man out of clay. That's the perfect connection to that passage of the Bible. So Jesus is recreating the possibility for that man, for each one of us, to see, to see him. And then the gospel uses, uses this technical word, anointing. He anointed his eyes. And the first reading, of course, points towards the anointing of David. But to anoint means to choose, the chosen, the Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen. They are all words that we can use, no? similar words. To say, yeah, I created you. I made you not just out of clay, because it's not enough some clay to make a man. But I made you out of love. Because it's the spirit that God blew during Genesis that gave life and made of, a, of Adam a human being. And that spirit is love. God's love that makes us a person, a human being. So Jesus is putting clay, creating, anointing, meaning cho choosing, giving love. And then this beautiful passage, he sends that man to the pool, which again in Hebrew, the Hebrew tongue, Siloam, means sent, someone who is sent. Why? Why is this so important for that man? Why is it, is it so important for the journey of the catechumens, for the journey of those who are to become Catholics. Because our faith is all founded on obedience. It's our welcoming of the word and of the love of God that makes us new, that heals our blindness. It's not because we are smart. It's not because we think hard. It's not because we, are some, we have some gifts that others do not have. But it's just because we say yes. Jesus had to send him because his yes, the yes of that man in obeying Jesus' command saved him. It's a faith that stands on the ground of obedience. Thy will be done, we pray. And so that, I can tell you, it's the turning point, it's the keystone for the elects, for the catechumens to join the church. Because you can join the church because you love the liturgy, because you see that there are a lot of good things. But the hard part for each one of them is to join the church and love the church because you want to obey the church. Because even if you do not understand yet everything, you still trust the church. And you still can say, yes, I see better. When I follow Christ, when I follow the church, I see better. And so there is all this beautiful and quite ironic dialogue between the Pharisees and the blind man, where the more he affirms Jesus, and the more he sees 
I don't know if you have followed the line, but his answers become more and more precise, more and more clear. He, the more he, he really, he shows Jesus to them, the more he affirms Jesus in his divinity, the more he believes. And the more they refuse or reject, reject the truth, and the more they become blind. Up to the point that at the end, this man, when Jesus meets him and he hasn't seen him yet, he said, do you believe you have seen him? And the man says, I do believe. I do believe, Lord. It's not just an enthusiastic reaction. I do believe is for the man, as like as for every catechumens, the end of the process. When they can say, I do believe. They will be part of the church, not just because of baptism, but because before they will profess the creed. Do you believe in God the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Son? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. I do believe. That makes of them Son of God, belief. And God confirms their belief, our belief, through the gift of the sacrament of baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. So, again, today we want to just be mindful and to remind that even if we have received the faith from our parents, we are cradle Catholics, or still, we want to be aware that there is a journey for us too, a journey of our belief. And we are thankful and we want to pray for our elects, for those who are about to become Catholics, because they struggle. It's not an easy journey. They need our prayers. They need our witness. They need to see that for us, as well as for them, it doesn't come to a cheap price to say, I believe, but every time we say, I believe in you, Jesus, our eyes open, open up and more and more. And we see, we see the light and we learn to love.